There are a class of things that exist and are knowable. There is no class of things that exist and are unknowable. The knowable thing exists. The non-existent thing is not knowable. The unknowable is such that it contains no existence. All knowables are knowable. All unknowables are existentially unknowable. They cannot be attached to that which exists. The unknowable does not exist and cannot be known. The unknowable is divided absolutely from what is known. If that which exists and that which are knowable are the same order of thing, those things that exist and are unknowable are of a different order of thing. They may exist in some supernatural or mystical realm, but unknowability must preclude knowable existence. All things exist, but not all things that exist are knowable. Therefore, knowable existence and unknowable existence are categorically divided. There are two ways of knowing or two fields of knowledge. Each path of knowing discovers a different class of knowns. There is direct knowledge or direct apperception and there is indirect or phenomenological perception. The two paths of knowing follow two kinds of reasoning. Abstract thought is called a priori and inductive reasoning is a posteriori. These two ways of knowing suggest two different class of things that can be known. Naturalists think there is a material reality that was created by natural events, though when looked at closely the process is difficult to discern. Christians argue for a conscious source of creation. We claim creation was a deliberate act by an intentional mind. The problem with this latter position is that it suggests the world ought to be perfect. If the only knowables are what exists and what exists was created, what created all knowables? And how were they created? What creates is not what was created. These are two distinct categories of things. If the world was created how can the created judge the creation? There cannot be a class of things that are imperfect if there is no class of perfect things. The imperfect thing cannot be imperfect if it is the only knowable. Secularists claim the unknowable can be known. God, according to secularists, does not exist. The God hypothesis contains the conditions of unknowability. But can the unknowable explain the unknown but knowable? Can the God hypothesis explain lightning if God does not exist and therefore cannot be known but lightning does exist and is knowable? Can Santa explain the presence of gifts under the tree at Christmas? That is, is the Santa hypothesis sufficient to explain the observation that gifts appear under the tree at Christmas? Santa is a sufficient explanation only if Santa is not known. The knowability of Santa must be falsified for the hypothesis to be sufficient. If what is knowable is known, Santa ceases to be a sufficient explanation for why gifts appear on Christmas morn. The argument is made by secularists that God is an unknowable class of being. They also argue that God as an explanatory hypothesis is only sufficient when the knowable is not known. The implication being that the class of things known as physical is sufficient to explain creation. However, 
In validating the naturalist claim, the question is not whether the proposition of naturalism suffices to explain the existence of natural phenomenon. This would be akin to asking if the concept of Santa is sufficient to explain how Santa delivers gifts at Christmas. The real question is if naturalism can explain itself. Is the naturalist hypothesis sufficient to explain naturalism? Are natural phenomenon knowable? It is one thing to claim natural phenomenon exist. It is another to prove nature is knowable. Naturalists admit natural phenomenon are perceived only indirectly, through the senses, a condition referred to as phenomenalism. The truths that can be derived from these perceptions is always partial and probabilistic. But do contingent truths rise to the level of a knowable class of things? If nature is an autonomous presence, how knowable is it? Our knowledge is limited by our definitions. An arborist knows trees in a way city dwellers do not. But trees are knowable, and the definitions of trees is expandable. But even the most ardent researcher knows his subject only in a limited sense. Even what he or she knows is subject to constant review and alteration. This kind of knowledge is called contingent because it is subject to modification. Scientific findings are always tentative. No fact or observation relating to the physical world is absolute. Therefore, the physical world is not truly knowable in the way abstract ideas are knowable. Two is a fully knowable thing because it is its definition. The same can be said for things such as love, which are known by direct apperception. But knowability is not defined by perception or apperception. Knowability is a measure of a thing's accessibility. If we cannot find it, we cannot know it, and if we cannot know it, it does not exist. All paths lead to the truth. No one can prove a tree is a large woody leafy plant or that it exists independent of our conceptualization of it. The object is its information. All existence must be knowable and all knowables must be derivative. All truth must be accessible from all truths. The knowable must have the capacity to be known, which means it must be accessible. If we have no conception of it, if it is unknowable, it does not exist. Existence must be implicit in the known to make it knowable. The more accessible a fact, the more knowable the fact. Sapiens attempt to derive truth from the perception of the world. This is induction. The perfect cannot be derived from the imperfect. Information is existence, and the most knowable is the most accessible knowable. God is the most perfect of all possible conceptions. He contains within himself all possible truths, therefore, he is the most accessible knowable known. All truth can be derived from him, and all truth leads to him, but his fullness cannot be induced from the implications of his existence. God exists is the fundamental proposition from which all truth is derived. God exists is not a claim, it is an axiom. If we do not know the truth of God, truth is far from us. We can access the truth only from God.
God as the most perfect of all conceptions is known and knowable simply by being the most perfect conception we can conceive of. He literally scales his knowability to our capacity to know. He is as small and as large as we make him, but he is always the greatest conception we can conceive. By definition, there is nothing greater than God. If it is greater than God it is God, if it is less than the most perfect of all things it is not God. God is self-defined perfect knowability. The perfect cannot be defined as being anything other than perfection. I am that I am is the self-characterization of God. God perfectly knows himself and is the only knowable as he is the only class of things able to know himself as he is.